Welcome to This Is Only a Test. This is episode 23, recorded August 11th, 2010. Or 2010, as some people say. I'm Will Smith. With me today, as always, is Norman Chan. Say hi, Norm. Sad kitten cupcake. Oh, that's an interesting turn of phrase. Any explanation? It's a new meme. Okay. Uh, also joining us today, Gary Witta, special guest star, I guess, is what you'd call, call yourself in TV, but this is the internet, so just joining us, I guess. Thank, thanks for having me back again. Hey, it's always good to have you here, Gary. Good to be here. I, it's, it's interesting this week, not a whole lot of Apple news, but Gary is going to be uh, chiming in on, uh, well, a bunch of other interesting I'm, stuff. I'm looking forward to being more of a, a general purpose uh, you, you, person you, rather than just the guy that you haul in whenever something happens in the world you, of Apple. You want to move beyond the Apple fanboy I'd, I'd like uh, to monitor. try and get out of that, okay. that box if okay. possible. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll see how you do on the ITV bit. So that, that's right, we'll coming see. down the, down okay. the bike. So uh, what, what have you guys been testing? Norm, anything exciting? A lot of games. What kind of like games? Like StarCraft. Yeah, so what's your record? What ladder are you on? What's the story? Where are you at? I am not in the, uh, the qualifying Oh, you haven't qualified matches. yet? Yes, I'm saving those. I believe my record is a uh, win-loss ratio of 4 to 1. That's pretty good. Custom games. That's good. Pretty good. Have you, so you played your 50 practice games? No, I, I can't do practice games anymore. They're too slow. I went straight yeah, to the I, custom games. Okay. So that's when you play with a random person of any difficulty, diamond to bronze. Interesting. Uh, I've played people who've never played a game before, and I've played people who have never lost before. So you're saying that's more hardcore than than That, that puts the, the fear in you when you go in, because you didn't check their profile in the match, but by then you're committed to the it's game. It's too late, yeah. But this and isn't then, the same as like the five games that no, no, really rank you. These are just like okay. random skirmishes. Okay. And then I'm waiting until I get good, good enough to do my five games. So once you do your five games, that's it. Then your record counts. Then when right. you're putting the leagues, you know, it's your league record. It seems like they've, they've, they've quite a well-thought-out system they came it up is. with this. This is, I mean, I hated auto, auto matchmaking for um, Modern Warfare, but for RTSs... It I, works really well. I, I Are you seeing no a lot lag. of uh, exploits? Um, not so much. I know there was, like, one exploit that would, like, crash your game or... Or forced you to. Drop I don't even. Out. I don't even mean so much like gameplay bugs, but you know when you've got these ladders and matchmaking, people always find a way to like game the system. Tactics, yeah. Basically. Oh, there are yeah. tons of bullshit yeah. tactics. There are like um, like there are tricks. They call them tricks. But, and, the, but the games, I think they're just part of the game. I mean, I don't feel like that's bullshit. If it's if you, it's gotta, you game, gotta learn. If you working learn, as intended. Yeah. The textbook of like the twelve bullshit tactics that you can counter easily counter because it's all about trade offs. If they do a bullshit tactic and you effectively counter it, then you win. Right, it's like a queen's bishop it gambit a, in, in chess. Right, I mean, it's, it's kind really of an, it's an all it's an all in bet. So really. once you gamble, if you can spot it at the right time, then you're fine, and that's right. why you see fewer of those in the later games. Right. So I played two, uh, four of my uh, five qual matches in StarCraft. I, I won two, lost uh, one, and forfeited one because my machine crashed, which made me rage filled. Does that count as a, a loss? That counts as a loss. That's a shame. Yeah. It well, it means you might start in bronze. I'm, I'm comfortable starting in bronze. I'd rather start low. And build my ego until I get to silver and then, you know, get destroyed there. Yeah, why not? So, I mean, that's the thing is you don't want to do, you don't want to have a couple of maybe lucky results in those qualifiers and then get thrown in. You yeah, know, I don't want to be depth. a diamond. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, that would be, be the bottom bad. of the rung. Exactly. So, Gary, what are you, are you playing StarCraft? 
Well, no, I'm. Uh, I, I had, the copy is sitting in my office, tantalizingly waiting for me to install it. How can you control yourself? Well, you know, I had. I was going to put it on my iMac, right? And it's you know my iMac's not you know it's no joke. It's got you know a decent graphics card and decent processor. Well, for an iMac, yeah. For an iMac, I mean, it's you know, a nice let, let's just take it as yeah. read that when I say decent, I'm talking about by iMac standards, which are not you know fantastic compared to a kick in the groin. It's okay. It's a uh, let me. What are my stats? It's a i7. Uh, processor and a 4850 graphics card. So it's kind of, you know, on a, by it's PC a standards. It's a, it's a nice laptop. It's by, a nice, it's nice. It's, a, it's good for work, but yeah. by PC gaming standards, it's not really up to snuff. So as, as you know, I've been uh, back in the market for a, a PC and I've been uh, collecting all the different parts and looking forward to you building. You say. I, I, as you may be aware. I've heard. I've, I've, been, I, I've, I've heard something on the internet that you were building a PC. I've been hunting and gathering for all the components, and uh, everything's uh, been assembled. Well, not assembled, but you know everything's in the same room. The parts room. have been they're, – they're here they, right They've now. arrived. They yes. are actually here in the tested office, yes. and uh, we're going to be doing a, a live Friday afternoon. build on yeah, Friday, Friday p.m. At 3 p.m. Pacific. That's, uh, I guess, 6 p.m. Eastern, so you can go home. Kiss your wife hello, and then go straight to the computer to watch us do something awesome. Is this going to be educational for people who want to build their own PC? I, I, like, I like to think that it's going to be educational. I mean, what, part of what we're going to be doing, of course, we're going to be helping you build your PC. I mean, because I don't believe in doing anything for anybody, but I, I like I like to teach a man to fish rather it's, it's than educate. And, that, and that's why I hope that the way we'll do it on Friday is I I want to do it just with you. You, you would know, like to do it? Should we tie our hands wrong. behind our backs and just and and just yeah. yell just give you? instructions? Yeah, yeah. You, just, you should just like. You know, shake your head and, and tisk at me as I do things and, and wrong. Like, so we're also going to be answering questions from the audience. So we'll have – if you have PC building questions, then definitely swing by – well, today when you probably, guys are probably listening to this. Uh, but we'll, we'll be answering PC build questions. I think we might have a very, very special guest come by. It's not entirely locked in yet, but, uh, but it seems like a pretty good surprise guest. I think that I think the audience is going to be less people asking questions and more people telling us why I bought all the wrong components and how we're doing everything wrong. Well, I mean, that's kind of to be expected. That's what the internet's that's, all about. That's what the internet yeah. is for. Here, right? Here's the ways that you could well, have improved. Uh, do you want to tell them like what were the decisions? We want to tell them exactly what the parts were, but what the we can do a little part let's, preview. Let's, let's, we want let's to save it. Save, let's save, save it. For we, the, got, uh, we got two hours to fill on Friday, so oh, oh it's not going to take two hours. Both, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's you building. It's a little slow. We'll if if you're building it, you know, if I'm building it, we have to. We definitely have to, you know, pad that time out a little bit. Right. I mean, I can do it in about eight eight and a half minutes, probably. Judging yeah. by past performance, I got to I got to tell you, it occurred to me the other day that I had all the parts at home. I know, and I I I was tempted. You thought about branching to, off. To, to just get it done, and, and I thought a no because you know we said we would do it this way, and b honestly I didn't trust myself to to not mess it up. Well, it's it's not that hard. I mean, it's like Legos, right? The pieces go together in a certain way as long but as you don't it, force anything. Is it that way though? Someone I got into a discussion with someone on the internet about this. Was saying that PC parts now are so modular, it's so easy that basically anyone can do it. And I don't know if that's really it's easy. True. It's easy after the first time. I right. mean, like a lot of things, the very first time you do, you build your own PC, it's fucking terrifying because you have, you know, at, mo- at least a couple of hundred dollars worth of components, at most, you know, a couple of thousand dollars worth of components. And there, I mean, are, there and, are like two components that you have to read different instructions for every time depending on which yeah, parts right. you bought. But yeah. I found even shopping for the parts is not – I mean beyond just deciding you know, how much you want to spend and what kind of performance you want. Well, that's Compatibility this, and power usage and you know, will this like RAM work with that motherboard? I mean it's, it's, not, it's not easy. That, that's why their site's like tested. That's what we do. I mean, we, we make this easier for you. We, that's how you earn a living. We go in and we just say, hey, look, this is a good machine if you buy it right now and it'll last you for you know a couple of years. It'll do what you want. It'll let you play the games you want to play. Let you do video editing and ripping and all that stuff. So that's what we're here for. But anyway, 
Uh, so that's going to be uh, the live Build a PC Clinic uh, featuring Gary's new PC. It's going to be on uh, Friday, I believe, at 3 o'clock Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, and we'll go until it's done. I would assume it will be around at least until 4.30 or 5. Yeah, and I um, already made some preparations for it. I built my the desk that it's going to go nice. on. I hauled my old 24-inch Dell nice. monitor out of retirement, and that's going to okay. be pressed back into service. Excellent. Um, picked up some some cheap speakers that will do me you know, in the interim. Got a, a keyboard and a mouse and some other things that and, I need. And you got a, a snowball well, to yeah, use because, for your, your voice, right? Yeah, well, you know, I've been trying to figure out a sound, what, you know, what kind of sound solution I want for this, for this PC. Do I want just regular speakers? You know, I... I was interested in the gaming headset roundup that you did uh, recently. And I was thinking maybe I'll just go with a headset. You know, it's, it's nice to be able to play late at night and not worry about, you know, annoying anyone else. And uh, looked at some of those headsets. They're, they're quite pricey. So I took your advice and went with the idea of just going with, I've got some pretty decent headset, uh, pretty decent regular headphones I can plug in mm-hmm. and then look at a discreet mic. And you also recommended the, the Snowball Blue which is very reasonable. I got it from Amazon for about 65 bucks. It's beautiful aesthetic. It's like one of those old school, you feel like an old BBC radio announcer or something. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, it looks like something that Edward R. Murrow would speak yeah, into. Yeah, good night and good luck. And really good performance. I just found that for podcasting, you really got to get, and I guess this is true with any mic, just like we are right now. You've got to get, you gotta up, get right, right up. You've got to get right up on the yeah. mic. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to be uh, kind of cautious with the microphone. You and want, for, you want to be be close. To and it. for podcasting, I'll do that. But for gaming, where you want to be able to sit back, I mean, I guess then you're a little less concerned about the voice quality being tipped up, just as long as people can understand you. Can you, exactly. can you turn the mic on and off on the, on the cord? Or, you know, there's the, no the on this particular model. There's no uh, hardware mute button, but you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to use push the talk, basically. Yeah, I mean, and isn't that? I think most games are like that, right? Yeah, most TF2 games are is. Push the talk you know, these days. Starcraft has built in, but like if you're using Skype, you you know you'll have to you mute have... in Skype. On yeah. Warcraft, as I recall, when we when we would use Ventrilo, it was you could have push it either open mic. The, yeah. Well, you could have it either way. Open mic is sensitive, always but bad. most time you want push to talk because you don't want constant you know ambient cl- exactly. clanking around in the background. Exactly. So uh, you guys want to get to some news? Absolutely. Beautiful. So um, there's a phone coming out tomorrow. Well, today, for the people who are listening to this on Thursday night, and yesterday, for the people listening, the day before yesterday, for the people who are listening on Saturday. You're confusing two me. two days before yesterday, for the people who are listening on Sunday. We're broadcasting into the future. Here. Yes, yes. The Droid 2 is coming out on Verizon. It's the Motorola Droid. Uh, basically, this is the follow-up to the sli- side-slide original Droid, which I would say is probably the phone that made Android famous. Agree, disagree? Agree. It's a phone that Verizon made, and Motorola built it, but and Verizon made it famous by spending so much money on ads. They had a huge Lots marketing campaign, and it, yeah, I think it's the closest thing that they have to a flagship phone on that operating system, right? I mean, the Nexus well, One is... Well, it's the closest thing Verizon has to a flagship smartphone. Right. I mean, the and Droid... I mean, but don't you think done... it's also the flagship Android phone? I, I don't think so. The Droid 1 was briefly, but I think the Nexus took that over immediately. Uh-huh. And then the Droid Incredible has, has and the other HTC phones have clearly supplanted the original, like the original Droid. Well, the original Droid had some problems. I mean, the camera wasn't very good. It had this awful flash. The keyboard was bad. It had a weird D-pad that made, made the rest of the keys be really tiny and super flat. So there was no kind of tactile feedback on the, on the initial Droid when you were using the hardware keyboard. I think that the Droid 2, just looking at the pictures, it seems like they've fixed a lot of those problems that, that kind of plagued the original Droid. Um, what, what's under the hood, Norm? It's a 1 gigahertz um, TI-OMAP 3 processor. 
It has the, a revamped keyboard, so that's, the keys are a little bumpy now, so you can actually, they're tactile. Mm -hmm. um, no D-pad, but with arrow keys. Uh, it's a 3.7-inch screen, so not like the 4.3-inch screen that's in the Droid X. So it's the same size as the um, original Droid, a same, little bit bigger maybe. Uh, same, same size screen, 3.7, but uh, same resolution, 854 by 480. Interesting. Um, so no retina display. Uh, it's interesting they called the Droid 2, and, you know, it's, it means Motorola is kind of, even though they have no stake in the Droid license, because Verizon has that claim. Like, Verizon could say, Motorola, you can no longer name any of your phones Droids. Mm -hmm. um, this is still the Droid 2. Like, well, at least with HTC, they had HTC Incredible, so if they wanted to take that away from Verizon, they would still own that. Do you think um, Motorola was pissed when they called the HTC phone the Incredible? Do you think they wanted to call this the Droid Super Fantastic? Mm, I think they were pissed when, you know, when they, didn't name, when they didn't name their phone anything but Droid. Hmm. It's, it, it's quite, I mean, Android itself, obviously, is, is growing at an exponential rate. But even just with the Droid range, even that's, you know, there's been, what, like three new entries in the last six months. Four, there's four, I mean, there's the Droid Aris, which was an HTC phone, wasn't very good. Right, and uh, that's gone now, isn't it? I think they don't they sell it anymore. They're but phasing I mean, it out. Still supported, and I think it's going to get but it. But then you had the Incredible. Yeah. The Incredible, the, the, Droid, the Droid X, which is a super size. Massive size. Yes. I mean, and now it, the Droid 2. There's a lot of Droid. And so this one does come with Android 2.2. Um, which, uh, Froyo. Froyo, which okay. uh, Droid X doesn't have yet. It will get an update later. There is some light moto blur you know, skinning in, in the interface, too. But, has, I mean, that's basically just a launcher replacement, yes. not anything. Yeah. It doesn't not, go deeper yes. than that. So you can still update. Um, there is a swipe comes built in. It does have a little bit of crapware. There's Blockbuster, um, which you see in the, the Droid the ads. NFL app as well. Uh, it does have the NFL as app Is as that well. easy to remove? Um, I, I'm not sure about the NFL one. I think uh, you can, if you can't, Straight remove it. You can just hide it. Yeah, I mean, basically on those apps, the what you have to do is root the phone, and then the reason you can't remove them is because they're on the system partition, which is read only. I, I discovered this. I was watching your video review of the Captivate, yes, and I was aghast when I got to that section where you talked about how all the bloatware it is, it is, 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 is locked in. The only way to take it out is basically by voiding your warranty. It's disgusting. So, so yeah, I mean, the process for that I talked about in the Captivate review. I actually did a story about it. Basically, what you do is you root the phone um, on the on the Samsung phones. It's really easy. You now just, that's that's the equivalent of jailbreaking, right? That's the um, Android jailbreak routing the phone. I think I'm it's not a, familiar. I mean, with this. I would say it's a little less of a of a kind of. Most of the Android manufacturers don't fight it as much as Apple fights jailbreaking. But it means from a technical standpoint. I'm just technical, trying to figure out because the Android platform it's Linux. It's so but it's, it's open. so open. What what do you get by routing if it's already wide open? Well, so what you get is access to the system partition. So okay. like on like on your OS X drive, there's some there's some parts of the hard drive that you just can't access as a normal user. So it says, do you want to get it? Because if you messed access? with it, you'd, you'd yeah, break your bad computer. things happen. Right. It's the same kind of thing. They lock you out of certain areas for your own good. Right. If you're a user that's comfortable getting in there and getting your hands dirty, then it's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I mean, technically, it is going to void your warranty depending on the carrier and the manufacturer and all that kind of jazz. I mean, it's so easy to unroot the phone compared to a jailbreak, which you can kind of never undo if you change baseband and stuff like that. I don't think that you're ever going to get in trouble for it. I mean, I don't think people are going to not honor warranty and things like that. But the real issue... If you issue, go to trouble removing the root. Let's be honest. Putting this stuff on the system partition where they've made it... It's very, offensive. It's, it's a bit evil, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, especially when there's a big chunk of 16 gigabytes of memory built into that phone. And it's eating, it's, eating up some of that stuff. Well, this is, this is in the... Even worse, it's in the system... Uh, uh, drive, right, right, which is smaller. It's only a gig or so there's, two. So there's no need to put it there. No need to put it there. There's other storage on the phone available if they need to put that crap on for whatever they reason. They put it there just because they want you to have a hard time removing it. Probably they put it there because it was easy. Because 
the the built-in memory doesn't get touched. The 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 main memory in the phone, the 16 gigs, they only write to the to the smaller uh, uh, system partition. Anyway, right. it's cheesy, it's lame, it's relatively easy to get rid of. It's not that big a deal. There's other larger problems with the Captivate, which uh, you can see in the review online right now. Uh, it's posted even as we speak. So, are big things expected of the Droid Two? I think. I mean, the Droid Two is pretty much the only Android phone with a keyboard. With like a hardware keyboard. A good one. The super phone category, which is one gigahertz yeah. level. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there are already rumors. Like, Texas Instruments has already licensed the next ARM uh, processor, the A9. So you're going to get, you know, faster than the one gigahertz, I'd say, in the next six, six to eight months. Um, you can upgrade Droid. Um, you can get a Droid 2 if your, your contract expires in 2010. Yeah, so December 3rd, I don't think anyone who bought the original Droid when it first came out is eligible. So for those people, probably have to, should wait till the next generation. This is kind of like a like a, a tick more than a talk. I thought you posed an interesting question in a tweet that you made earlier this week talking about this the the idea that um, the Droid Two has a physical keyboard, but do people even really want them anymore? And it's interesting to see the evolution of it. You remember when the iPhone came out? Well, it's full circle, yeah. People were saying, you know, the touch keyboard that's that's not going to play. People want a physical keyboard, and now it seems like the touch keyboard has become very popular across all devices. And the touch and the old fashioned keyboard feels like it's maybe on the way out. Well, it's one of those things. The old fashioned keyboard adds bulk. The hardware keyboard adds bulk to the phone. The touch keyboard is one of those things that you know. I, I had a follow up question actually. The response to that was. A lot of people responded and said, yeah, touch is fine. I'm okay with that. I, that kind of felt like a silent majority just because so few people responded there. There were a lot of vehement anti-touch keyboard uh, listeners who, who came back with, no, I absolutely, I absolutely have to have a hardware keyboard. So then I had a follow-up question for them, which was, how many of you have actually used a touch keyboard for an extended period of time, more than just you know going to the Apple Store and banging away on the iPhone keys? Right. And none of them had, or very few of them had. Right. And and, and the reality is, there's you're not going to get it right away. There's a little bit of a tipping point it's that like comes a, after. It's about, like a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you get it, and you're all good. But a lot of people aren't, you know, are, are going to give up prior to that. Well, and and one of the other things that somebody did bring up is if you work in an industry that the that the that the words that you use aren't in the dictionary, and and like on the iPhone where it's sometimes a little bit difficult to add words to the dictionary you're not sure whether words have been added or not or whatever then then you know if you're using a lot of lingo or industry language then it can be a real challenge with the software keyboard mm-hmm. and you're better off with the hardware keyboard it, but the the list of cons of the hardware keyboard seems to be getting longer and longer like you said it adds bulk i'd rather it have adds moving parts yeah. which can break yeah, i'm not worried about that um but. you know it's uh it, it's just it takes up screen real estate. The the big question for me is: Would you rather have a screen with a, a phone with a bigger screen like the Droid X, or would you rather have a thicker phone with a smaller screen like the Droid Two? I know where Norm's going to go. I'm going to go with the, the bigger phone. You're going to go with the iPhone, but you know, but the but yeah, but the bigger phone is where I would go. I mean, the Droid X is a has a half inch bigger screen. Droid so X, I think, is a bigger thin. surface area. Yeah. So if you're talking about how much space, how much bulk in your pocket, the Droid X, because even though the the Droid Two is thicker. It's the screen not being, you know, it's it's a whole point six inches less diagonal. So surface area, if you do the math, I think the Droid X takes up more I space. F- right. I found an old BlackBerry of mine in a, an old tech junk box at home the <laughs> other day, and I was I was just, you know, kind of playing with the keyboard. It wasn't even turned on. I was just kind of like pretending to type to see how it uh-huh. felt. And I've gone the other way now. I'm so used to touch typing that like having to actually kind of physically depress keys like that felt like a new learning curve for me. Again. Oh yeah. Well, it's oh, an inconvenience. Yeah. You got to press. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that that slows you down. Yeah. It's um, more physically exhausting. So the other thing about the bigger phones is that the bigger phones, you have bigger keys to match. It's like that, you know, not as be- not as big a, 
uh, benefit is on the iPad, but it's similar. You know, the so the Droid X, the Captivate, the on-screen keyboards are a lot easier to use because the phones are just plain wider. So, right. Um, Droid Two is out tomorrow. I think it's two hundred dollars with a contract. They haven't announced off-contract price, right? Five fifty, I think. Five fifty, same as pretty much everything. Uh, does it have the sixteen gigs on board, like the Droid it has X? Eight gigs on board. Gigs on it comes board. with an eight gig external card. Okay, so you can go up to uh, I guess then forty-eight gigs if you put a thirty-two gig card in there, or forty gigs, I guess. Um, so that's the Droid Two. Is it an OLED screen or a LCD? No, nope. LCD, LCD screen. IPS. Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know about IPS. I don't know IPS. They, they haven't said, have they? No. Okay. Um, oh, but the other thing about the Droid, can we talk about? The, do you want to talk about the R two D two edition? Sure. There's a no one's seen pictures yet, but there will be a special, you know, real Droid edition with some fancy sounds and media on it. And I think it looks a little different too. I, I assume there will be R two D two ringtones on there. Astromech edition. Yes, exactly. Let's talk about the other phone news. Droid comes out on Thursday. Coming out on Friday. Friday. It's Dell Streak. Dell Streak. Make 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 your point about not. I'm going to put crickets it. in here. Is the Dell Streak the one that's kind of like it's weirdly between a phone it's and the a five tablet? Inch, five inch tablet. It's running Android 1.6. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a. I'm giving it a big thumbs down without having seen it. I know that um, the guys over at Max PC did a quick test and turn on it. I, basically, I mean, I, I can't recommend. I can, it's hard to recommend anything that runs Android 2.1. Running Android 1.6 at this point is just inexcusable. Is there an issue with running the more advanced versions of uh, Android? You know, in tablet type resolutions, or should that not be a problem? That is not a problem. It should not be a problem. But the, the resolution what, isn't that high, even. What would, even the re- it's a, what would the reason be to go with one? Why not go with at least two? I think when they started developing it yeah. and they added all their mm. their crapware, that's you know, it was on one point six. So that, what what is this meant to be? Is it meant to be going after the iPad or what? So it's here's the thing: kind of a shoe phone is what so it seems like. They uh, there was an article you know saying online saying that this this is a smart move for Dell because you know they can't compete with directly with the iPad yet. And the phone market is kind of saturated, so they're creating a new category, um, which you know no one else has done except That's Apple. That's just dumb. Um, and it's on AT and T, and they're hoping to they're hoping to sell. There will be uh, a so it's contract a, it, free so version. it is a three G phone. It is a three G phone. You can buy it with contract or out of contract. And is it? I'm trying to figure out. I guess I would need to physically see one, but the size of it. Can you hold it up to your ear without looking like a fool? I've seen people do it in person. Um, I'm going to say... I'm just getting like side-talking yes, issues Yes, yes from a half a block away. Okay. But it, from this distance, if we're like four feet away, you would look kind of like a fool if I looked at you for more than five seconds. So probably... At, at a uh, glance, no, but any, any type of prolonged... Get a Bluetooth headset yeah. probably would be the solution. Yeah. I, I just... I mean, I can't imagine what... I, I, I don't understand what their, what their reasoning is to go up against a product that's really entrenched, incredibly well entrenched for a first-gen product. With the iPad, the iPad? Well, no, oh, yeah. that's, that's why yeah. I said they're not going against the iPad. They're well, not selling it as an iPad competitor. They're selling it as a, a phone that you can also comfortably surf a website on. But it feels like kind of neither know. fish nor flesh, don't you think? It's a little bit between two stools in a potentially not. It's good a replacement way. for those Sony VOPs, you know, the the purse mm. the purse computers. Yeah, right. So it is a it's a purse. But that tablet. whole that whole UPMC thing never really yeah, took it, off. Yeah, it doesn't did work. It? I mean, but I think that didn't work more because Windows isn't made for that kind of platform than anything else. I mean, it is possible. I mean, this is a more friendly size for the bag. I just think that they're making a mistake releasing something with a wildly outdated version of Android when when the newer versions are so vastly superior in everything. They way. have acknowledged that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and they I think they have to realize that that's a that's a problem. Oh, no. they, they said 2.2 soon, but you know, yes. soon is why, not a concrete why, If it's soon, why start selling it now? I mean, any, anyway, we talked about the Dell Streak. I, 
I, I say hold off. When there's a 2.2 update, we'll take a look at it and, and see how it holds up. Uh, in the meantime, I say, you know, don't buy that. On the Apple rumor front, we have, uh, courtesy of Engadget, some exciting rumors about the next generation Apple TV. Norm, you want to take this one? So everyone pretty much can confirm, you know, acknowledges there will be a September iPhone or September Apple press conference. I event. I event. Um, last year it was Let's Rock for the new iPod stuff. It is September is, is the holiday iPod refresh season, and we all anticipate an iPod Touch with rendered display, you know, A4. Um, FaceTime possibly, not not 100%, but it would make sense. So uh, the big rumor today, uh, report from Engadget, is that in addition to the iPod Touch updates, there will also be the next version of the Apple TV called iTV. Um, Gary, iTV, isn't that, isn't that a... Um, like a cable network in the UK? Well, ITV is one of the, is the major commercial broadcast network in the UK, which may be why they ran into problems mm. when... Because that was originally what Apple TV was going to be called. It was going to be called ITV. And then they, and they rebranded it. So they're going to... They so maybe the they've worked out a deal on... They've worked out now. some kind of... You know, mm. it, it, this, ha- this happens a lot, right? Apple name a product. Some other company says, we have that name. And That's, Apple always ends up getting it. The iPhone is licensed yeah, from Cisco. Cisco. Right. Same thing for... They either uh, pay FaceTime. money or they scare people away. One way or another, they, you know, they always get what they want. Yes. So IT, it's not surprising that they would want to do that, just have parity, you know, the i devices. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big surprise is that... Is that uh, there were rumors earlier this week that it might run on an AMD processor, might re like a Fusion to APU, GPU, CPU, hybrid uh, now the rumor is that it's probably just going to be a4 um, so it's going to be same, same chip as the, as the iphone and ipad um, and possibly ipod touch it will have apps of course so it's basically ios so it's a, a designed for tv form factor for the apple for the, store is what we're is the yep. rumor and 720p video which i think we all agree isn't that big of a deal because streaming video is only good at 720p right now Anyway, so I mean, let's if, if they put apps on this, you combine it with the fact that you can buy uh, see shows, you know, a la carte from the app store. I mean, from the app from the iTunes Music Store right now. Mm-hmm. This this could be like the perfect television watching device if you want to get rid of Comcast because you put the ABC app on, you watch everything on ABC. You put Hulu, you get everything else. Um, but apps are going to be re. Redesign because you're not. It's not touchscreen. I mean, touch the interface. Well, but you know that you know that ABC and and CBS. Well, no, they, of course. I mean, they, we'll have apps do on day right, one. There'll be. A, there'll, I presume that there'll be a third section to the App Store now. It'll be iPhone, iPad, and ITV, and Apple TV. Yeah. See, here's the. This is actually the one category where I feel like I would actually want more customization and less lockdown. With the phone, I'm okay because the phone I use, you know, I primarily on the go. I want. I know exactly what I want on the phone, but. On TV, if I'm watching a video, that's something that, you know, there's the whole pirate scene, there's a lot of, like, codec stuff. I would rather go the Google TV route or some type of media box I built for myself rather than just using whatever feeds Apple provides and their apps provide. Well, I mean, it really depends on what your, what your, what your criteria are. If, you're, if you have a wife and kids, then trust me, the thing you want is the least hassle possible. So that anybody can fire this thing up and use it. The the pirate solutions are fine, except that they're always a little janky and you have to download updates. Yeah, you you have to do a lot of t- tinkering in order to get access to your you know terabytes of pirated movies. Right here, you plug it in, go to the you know the iTunes store, de- you know pay ten bucks and buy a movie, 
and you, you got it seven or, or rent the movie or I mean the thing that to me really is is TV because I mean the TV watching if I can I, I mean I watch four or five shows right I don't watch a ton of TV if I can just buy the TV shows from Apple get the rest of the stuff that I kind of put on in the background for free from from an app or whatever I mean I'm I'm stoked this would, would this I'm get you to pay for Hulu about. Plus I would pay for Hulu Plus if it's if it's a if there's a a good box solution, whether it's Apple TV or whatever. Well, the other good news is that the rumored price for this is ninety nine dollars. What? Very reasonable. Very. I, I think. I think that would be a fair price. That is the perfect price point. Now, this will also stream iTunes content from you know any other computers I have around the house, right? And if I, I guess if I buy something on ITV, I can also get it on my iPad and iPhone. I presume I mean, it should. The whole, well, the unity of it is supposed to be an attractive because feature. if it works the way it does now. If you buy it on Apple TV, it'll transfer it back to your main computer. Right. It doesn't sync with all of the computers. It just hooks up with one, but you can use that home sharing stuff to just dump everything into one computer. Right. Which is what I do at home. Right. Uh, but if you say you're traveling, you buy something on the iPad, your your special lady friend's at home, she buys something on Apple TV, you actually probably are going to pay for it twice. Because right now, in order to get that content from the Apple TV to the iPad or the iPad to the Apple TV, you have to sync. Right, because media you can only download once. Maybe uh, with this device they'll they'll finally announce something a bit better. I would hope that they that they introduce you know buy once download anywhere like they uh, have for apps. Yeah, like they have for apps for content. Although they're, I mean, definitely the content producers don't want that at all because they'd much rather you buy the same video three times. They're more afraid of sharing. Right. I mean, sharing sharing is bad. When you start thinking about the possible scenarios, say. You, know, you have a 17 year old daughter now. Two years ago, a few years from now, she goes to college, takes her iPod, iPhone, all that stuff with her. I mean, you've been buying all of your content on a shared iTunes store account. At that point, you have to kind of wonder what what happens. Can she split off her content from your account? You know, does do you just all stay on one account so that eventually, as we go further and further, there's these massive legacies of DRM content that we've purchased from online stores? I, I don't really know what the answer is, but it's something that that they're going to have to come up with a solution with before too long uh, for iTunes, especially. Cause I mean, if you look at it, you know, it's, if you get divorced, who keeps the app store login, right? Right. That's I Yeah. That's, I guess where you work it out with your lawyer. Yeah. It seems, seems who like gets custody of the iTunes. Right. Account. Exactly. Cut it in half. Solomon style. I'm interested to see <laughs> what happens with this, this new iteration of, of Apple TV. I never bought any of the original, the, the, the previous Apple TVs, you know, they did a pretty good revision of it and made it a lot more attractive, but, I'm kind of the canary in the coal mine for Apple products, so I don't buy it. They're probably in oh, trouble. Oh, it's been their worst selling product. And it's not. not it, they've stuck by it, but clearly it's as, as know, a hobby. It's all. It's it's like the sad corner of the Apple well, store where no one goes. The, you know. The thing I like about Apple TV because I'm I'm an unabashed Apple TV user. I mean, I, I don't buy stuff on Apple TV, but I do. I buy TV shows because I don't care that they're DRM'd. I'm never going to watch them anyplace else but on the Apple TV or the iPad right. or whatever. Um, I do rent. It's it's my go to place to rent movies because the quality is a lot better than the Xbox, uh, the Zoom, you know, the Zoom downloads. Is it? And it's pretty instant. Like Xbox, and you it's start super it up, fast. You yeah. go well, okay. they, they fix that problem on Xbox some, but but yeah, I mean, it's 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 either Netflix or Apple TV pretty much for for streaming movies into the Smith house. Right. And you're talking about low power device and it's running a four. Right, and it looks better than well. And I mean, I'm talking about the last gen ones. The other thing is, it looks a lot better than the Amazon delivery, which will come to my TiVo. But the Amazon stuff looks bad. I mean, the quality's bad. It's WMV. It just seems like there are so many options out there already between you know the on-demand video that Comcast provides me via my cable and Hulu and Netflix streaming now available on all my consoles and everything else that's going on and your Google TV. It just it, it it's a very 
crowded marketplace. And obviously, it's potentially a massive market. It just seems like we're at the beginning of a very long and ugly battle for, oh, for who's going to control this. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, any, any tech-savvy household isn't just going to run with one. I think you're, you're going to have an Apple TV if it's 100 bucks. You're going to have... You know, uh, a WD TV for your pirated movies. You're but that's have... what you want, though, isn't it? It's like Blu-ray and HD DVD all over again. I don't want to have to fire up a different box to watch a movie from I want one, one studio or another. I, I want one box. Yeah, one box, one input, no having to I, I don't channels. think Apple TV is going to be the one box if you want, uh, you know, streaming for your computer. The yeah. one box is TiVo hooked up to I a I mean, cable. they managed to do it for uh, music. They pretty that's much true. dominate music. That's true. I don't know. I, I don't I don't bet against Apple on media stuff. That's and the ninety nine percent sorry, the ninety nine dollar price point should not be sniffed out. Well, you know, ninety nine dollars is, is a magic throwaway. It's a disposable yeah, thing yeah. at that point. I at, think at ninety nine dollars you go in to buy way. a power brick and you come out with an Apple TV too. Right. So uh, the next thing that's going on, let's talk about liquid. Do you guys like liquids? I love all kinds of liquids. I like, like metals. Water, coke. I, I like metals more than liquids. Gin. Well, we may have the, the, the announcement <laughs> for you. <laughs> there's, there's two crazy liquid announcements this week. The first, I'm going to go with the less exciting one first. The first one is the Sharpie liquid oh, pencil. I actually thought, that, I'm surprised more, you think I know, that's I know, the that's, least that's exciting the more one. exciting one. Oh, you think that's better? Well, okay, <laughs> then switch that. Reverse it. Apple has liquid metal technology. Details. Um, so there's a company called Liquid Metal that has existed for a while, and they have all these patents on new materials. They call it liquid metal. It is not liquid so is metal it mercury? as in... Is it gallium? It's not mercury. It's not the T-1000. Oh. Uh, it's metal that has a very um, special properties, which makes it tra- uh, like transfer kinetic energy like very well. There's a video so it's demo. it's like Silly Putty. N- no. Silly Putty transfers... It, it, ba- it transfers very poorly, I guess. Oh, okay. So it retains kinetic en- energy. Retains energy. So, so the ball bounces It bounces in the pipe. very high. Okay. Yeah. The ball like bounces in the pipe while other metals exciting. go plop. Um, and it's actually in devices right now. It's in some USB keys. Um, the Sandus Titanium yep. Cruisers, as yep. I recall. So uh, Apple has uh, reached a deal where they have exclusive, you know, unlimited rights. I think they not, bought the company. They're not. They? They're not buying the company outright. Uh, the company still is developing the materials themselves. The only they can use patents. this stuff now. They Apple has exclusive and unlimited rights to use the material. And do we have any ideas as to what they might use it for? Uh, there's uh, so much speculation. Right now, it can be from you know the new MacBooks to new iPhones. To Are we talking internal or external here? I think we're talking external. Okay, makes so more this is sense. Casings, yeah. Okay. So I mean, they fired the guy who did the iPhone hardware design, or or he, he was no in charge of the internal Apple. hardware, um, the antenna. Yes, right. But that could have been because um, there were more pr- problems before the iPhone. Yeah, there was a high read a whole bunch of stuff about how he never really settled into the corporate culture there. And yeah, he was hired in like 2008, and he never appeared in those videos because yeah. he was out of favor. He, he was, His name was Papermaster, which is kind of ironic since he worked at a computer company. Wasn't part of the Apple uh, cult, I guess. Well, so, so I mean, the thing, about, the thing about that is you wonder if maybe the glass back wasn't the best idea and they're going to throw a liquid no, metal No, I, mean, I don't think you're going to get metal that's conductive. I mean, that, that's going to work for... Well, they put a metal in the back of the first iPhone. But you had that plate, the plastic plate. Well, that's true. For reasons that are completely separate to any practical concerns, because this explains to me why it wouldn't work. But I fully expected them to, you know, go to unify the look of all their products and the have like an back. aluminum unibody phone. Yeah. Maybe they'll figure you, out a way to do that. You thought the back of the iPad would be the back of the iPhone. Basically, I thought the and iPhone that, would look like a shrunk down iPad. Yeah, I think the back of the iPhone 3G though, with that weird plastic window on it for the antenna, is a little janky looking. 
Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Anyway, so the other liquid news, the apparently much more exciting liquid news that I thought was less exciting, but you know, I'm not a pencil guy, is the Sharpie liquid pencil. So I had erasable pens when I was a kid. That was something that was a new thing, and you could get these pens, and then you could kind of erase the ink, and it always never looked quite right, and you could always yeah, see what was I, written I, before. I it just looked well. really messy. Yep. Yeah, so what's, it wasn't real ink. What's so this liquid pencil business? This is, um, I, I think it's, is it still graphite? It rolls like a, a pen, but you can erase it, but if you wait three days, it's permanent. Huh. That's magic. That's crazy. And it's exciting cool. because they're basically reinventing the wheel. And so is it actually like the same, I guess if they don't use lead anymore, it was when I was a kid, but like lead or graphite that you get in a regular pencil, it's the same stuff just in some kind of liquid form? <sighs> I'm not exactly sure how it works. I'm looking at the Amazon page right now. They say that it is the newest technology of Sharpie that lays down smooth like a pen, but erases like a pencil. And it's liquid graphite technology that eliminates wow. broken leads. Yeah, because you don't want to snap your, your nib. No more, no more pencil sharpening needed. Ooh. And they say that it uh, becomes permanent on paper after only 24 hours, not My, three my days. question is, apart from artists and you know, sketch people, you know, people who like to draw, who really uses pencils anymore? Do people really still use pencils astronauts? to write with? Russian astronauts. Russian astronauts, astronauts. yeah. But, you know, I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw... I don't schools. I, if someone asks me for a pencil, I don't think I have one in the house, and I don't know what I would use one for. It's all for those scantrons, scantron tests. What's that? Oh, God. You know, those those bubble tests. You know, oh, right. Use a type 2 pencil. Yeah. The thing is, if it rolls like a pen, you lose the, the fine point because you get like with a, what is it, 0.5 millimeter pen, um, pencil, lead well, pencil. You can, get, you can get pens that are 0.25 millimeters now. I, but they bleed. See, I don't think that's um, why I think this won't, ink. this won't take off with artists because artists like the fact that they can sharpen it to a very fine point and then kind of angle and, it and get a thicker exactly. stroke and yeah. right. shade. And that's true. Not gonna be, yeah, so it seems like this wouldn't allow that. Well, but I mean, inkers use ink over the they trace, right? Is that what inkers do? Right, but after they've penciled, they, they don't use ballpoints. Some of them use ballpoints. Gary, you would know about more about this. Um, I, the weird thing is I actually spent pretty much all my Saturday hanging out with a comic book artist watching him pencil and ink, and I still can't answer this you question because I, well, wasn't, I wasn't paying enough attention. So the guy at the back of Scott Pilgrim said he used, like, I think, like Bic pens to ink over his, his pencils. But anyway, I don't know. If, if anybody in the audience is actually does this. And, when, and I can tell you, you know, that when comic artists pencil, they pencil in blue. They use a blue pencil. Because then when you scan it. The gray doesn't you, scan, you know. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it's also that. easy that when you're inking, it's easier to separate the blue from, from the black the ink black than it is the gray from the black. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so uh, there we go. Liquid Sharpie pencil. They're not in stock right now. We'll have them in as soon as we can. Are you going to do a video test? I would I, love. To I do video think we'll test. do something stupid on video. Yeah. I think what's appealing about it is people just like the idea of like the old, the retro, and the new. Like pencils are retro, but here's like a space age pencil. Well, like, maybe you're renting cool. the wheel. Maybe yeah, I'll order it's... one of those fancy four hundred dollar pencils that they don't make anymore, and we'll do a head to head of the four hundred dollar pencil versus the the. Sharpie there was a four hundred dollar pencil. Yeah, there's some pencil that like people they always talk about it on Boing Boing. I think it's some pencil that artists are super crazy about. And they stopped making them five or six years ago, and they've gotten progressively more expensive. Huh. So that if you had bought a box of them when they were still available, you could probably retire on it by now. Wow. Because, yeah, I mean, pencils are finite, right? Eventually, they, you know, they, you wear them. There's nothing left of them. They're, Speaking they're of pencils, ephemeral. on the side, you see the guy who um, cra- uh, does art with pencils. He car- carves sculptures into the graphite of huh. pencils. Yeah, they're amazing. amazing you, you really didn't see that. He, they're tiny. It's like right in the tip of the pencil. And it's like a there'll be a sailboat out down there. That's fantastic. It's the greatest thing ever. 
And you, you can't see, do that with the new pen, this you, new pen. You see that kind of stuff at like Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. It really is the perfect, <laughs> the perfect Ripley's experience. <laughs> it really is. Look, there's a crack in the floor. This is where an earthquake hit. And there's a shrunken human head. Plus tiny pencil There's a sailboat carved into a pencil tip. Yes, exactly. A little bit more iOS news today. It's hard to say. I've said it three times so far, but it's not going well. Uh, basically, a short, small update to iPhone OS 4, 4.0.2. It adds, I think, a PDF security fix and removes the ability to jailbreak. Well, correct? the PDF security fix is... Well, it fixes the PDF yes. security. So that's that's yeah, what allowed problem. people to jailbreak. Very tiny fix. And yet, as always, 600 megabytes. Well, well I, it's, I a think, whole, it's a whole new... Yeah, world. they can't do a differential yeah. patch. They just uh, download they have to a whole just new replace ROM. the whole system. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They've got to be regretting that now that they've sold 3 million iPads and, and 45 million iPads. Bandwidth is not, not helping them, I'm sure. Not cheap. Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've talked about this, but it's, we're kind of we're halfway between the announcement at E3 and the eventual release of the Kinect this November. What are you guys thinking about it? I mean, we saw they've been in the office a couple of times recently, Norm, for, for the bomb guys. What are, what are we feeling about Kinect? What's our, I think it needs to be cheaper. Pre-ordered? I think the games need to be better. Have you ordered one, Gary? No, I haven't. And again, I'm usually the guy that goes out and buys the you, thing. You were I, the first in line for the Wii, as I recall. I, I camped out overnight for a Wii. Yep. yep. And I bought uh, an Xbox, the new slim, not really slim, but the S Xbox, yes. you know, the black, glossy yes. black. I didn't really need it. The shiny. I, I, I want, I've I played it five it. times. I, I paid 300 bucks for it, and I paid, I've played it five times. i got to admit, it, it, is, it is nice. It's a good piece. I didn't like it when I first saw it, but having used it, it's a very nice piece of kit. And, and, and honestly, part of the reason why I bought it was I liked the fact that it has the connect the plug. power plug. So I don't have to have yet another power brick back there in that spaghetti junction of cables. Yeah, I, I'm a... Uh, we use ours to watch Netflix. So I've, I've done yeah, a fair amount of that. that. I played Limbo. Highly recommend Love that. Limbo. Great I, I'm game. going to play Monday Night uh, Combat tonight, I think, when I get Yeah, home. I've been I'm playing some uh, Just Cause 2 and some Split there Second. A lot of fun. I get a lot of use out of my okay. Xbox. But it's funny because part, so part of the reason I, I was able to justify it was, oh, you know, connect ready. Yes. But to be honest, I don't know if I... You're not connect I don't know if I care. Yeah, I don't know if I care about connect. Well, the thing that the thing that scared me is um, an unnamed developer who brought in a Connect to demo an unnamed game the other day had trouble in our in our Quick Look room, which is about the same depth as my living room, mm. because they couldn't get far enough back from the from the sensor. And I mean, I'm not moving my couch so I can play full body waggle games. This is what I, I've heard that there's lag. Well, the, the lag the lag seemed a little bit better than okay. we saw at E3, but it's difficult to say. I, it seems like the best games are going to be the ones that don't. Like map your motions to an avatar, right? So like Dance Central, where it's just is measuring your activity and then you know kind of kind of you know judging you based on that, rather than having a little picture of your dude and his hands waving around in the air, right? It, it, I mean, you know, and Microsoft did that teardown, which made it look quite impressive. It looked like there's some pretty serious tech in there. Yeah, it's a but couple of cameras. I, you know, for every one of those videos, I see another one. Like, did you see this one that was going around on YouTube? A, a, a demonstration they did like at a mall in Japan where they had these two Japanese <laughs> girls. Playing like a track and field running game, uh-uh. and they were they were running you know on the spot, and the avatars were just sitting there like completely unresponsive, and it was just a big embarrassment. And they seem to be having you. I keep seeing these videos where it either either doesn't work or you look like a complete fool. I mean, these people spazzing out. It doesn't look well, like any it's kind okay, of skill based game. But both of those things are tied to the fact that they're jamming it in the public, in, mm-hmm. in, in areas. you know, in your living room, in the comfort and privacy of your home. It's okay. It'll be more accurate, and you can look like a fool. I think your base. I think what you said about it needs to be cheaper and more games. I think they need a couple of killer apps, and once it gets below ninety, because hey, ninety nine is the magic number. Once they get it under ninety nine, I think one fifty 
I mean, they might have to eat too much if they're releasing it now at 99% uh, I mean, what price I, what point. I, what I'd love to see is, that, I mean, I'd even be okay at 150 bucks with like a good game, not just that Connect Adventures game. If they released Child of Eden or something like that, you know, the Miz game for... I think they need to bundle Dance Central in there. Get Put the killer well, app I mean, in. That would be the smart thing to do. It's, I don't think there's a publisher for Dance Central yet, so... Really? Isn't it just EA? I, think it's, I, I, don't, I it. don't think so. It was, it was at the Harmonix booth. It, it's a Harmonix developed game, but I don't know that. They I think Microsoft needs to stump up some cash and bundle that thing in there. The thing is, I, I don't think the game. I think the games shouldn't be Connect only. I think it's going to be like six axis for PS3. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. It needs that to be so well. Gears of War, but then you can also throw a grenade when you're shooting. I, I just don't see it. I've been playing games for a long time, and I I played the Wii, and you know I'm down with this stuff, but I I just sometimes I just want to it's use make, a game. It's going to make next year's Madden. It's going to be Connect only. Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> Finally more than a roster update. I, I hope I'm proved wrong because I love it when, you know, I, I admire the ambition and wanting to do something different, but it's, I'm not seeing anything that makes me want to buy it. So it's, uh, they don't have a publisher listed yet. It just says brought to you by Harmonix. Huh. And MTV Games. So anyway, that's... Uh, well, MTV is the publisher. I, I'm, I pre-ordered one. I'll, I'll have one in the living room. My wife's excited about it. I'm so. definitely... I, this is not one I'm going to blind buy. I'm going ha- to have to come in come and, over, and test it before, I, before I make this kind of purchase. You're going to go to the local Best Buy? Like with, uh, I'm not playing this in public. Some, no, no, no. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Sometimes all it takes is one game, though. I mean, I've seen a lot of people coming away saying that Dance Central is the thing that makes yeah, you a Dance Central. I mean, we played it. You saw us. We played it. It's fun. I mean, I enjoyed the... Five minutes we spent dancing to Poker Face like assholes. <laughs> as long as you get a towel afterwards. It's going to be a good yeah. party game. Exactly. I mean, imagine you play Rock Band for a little while. Everybody's a little shit-faced. You fire up Dance Central. Everybody dance around like maniacs. That'll be funny. It's good. Oh, man. Rock Band 4 with Connect and... So seven players playing music with dancers finally, in the background. Finally, it's going to reward me for windmilling. When I, when yeah, we play you can actually wizard. get style points yes. for That's striking what I'm saying. rock star you need poses to, you know, and stuff. Rock Band and then... You have Connect as the bonus feature. It's a success feature. Yes, like, I mean, Optional. like anything, it's going to depend. On, I mean, look at how many cool ways they they figured out, you know, to use the technology in the iPhone. Things that we never imagined oh, no, at no. launch. Or, or I mean, despite the loads of crapware on the Wii platform, I mean, there are some fucking amazing games that use that that motion sensing stuff. Yes. So I mean, yeah, the, the thing is, the question is, will they sell enough of the Connects to push over the hump? And get into like the realm that developers are willing to take a risk and make a game for. There's no know. precedent, though, for a for this kind of peripheral, where it's it's basically half the price of a console, well, almost, the move, almost the price of a full Xbox 360. The move is the same thing. It's well, like you, the, it's like the Sega CD or the 32X. Yeah, but which were failures. Well, right. So there's no po- there's no winning. I'm saying there's no there's no positive yeah. precedent. There's no precedent for a success of you, this. You could almost argue that the Wii point. was this for the for the GameCube. Yeah, but that was a self <laughs> that I guess that was a self-contained right. You know, thing. It was a it wasn't new something thing. you had to you didn't have yeah. to, you didn't plug it into your GameCube. That's true. If I don't the, know. if if the Wii had been a motion control just the Wii mote and it plugged into your GameCube using a dongle, it would have failed. It would have been a, a, a horrible failure. Right. Yeah. Money, I don't know. Money better spent on a 3DS. Yes, we will see. That too. Uh, new Gmail features. Contact list has been updated. Are we excited? It's it looks completely different. looks a little bit cleaner. There's a task view now. That's pretty cool. I heard a couple of horror stories of people who uh, lost their contacts list. That, in, would, that in, would make me angry. Yeah. Contacts always sucked in Google. Google well, it's, it's always felt like an afterthought. I've always, I've always felt terrified. This is one of the things about the cloud that scares me is that 
what if one day there's just a mistake and I wake up and Google has decided to yank my account and like well, my whole life, which is in the sync. Google Cloud, is destroyed? You're supposed to sync it on your desktop too. Well, and yeah, but I mean, the the well, hold on. It's, but there isn't anything physically on my. What would I sync it to? Like, you can sync it to your Windows contacts. Your, yeah, okay. you can sync it to Outlook. Yeah, or, I can sync, or, or, and or sync it to my iPhone, I guess, as well. Right, syncs to the Active mm-hmm. Sync goes to the iPhone. Yeah. Well, when you do when Active when the account goes away on the iPhone. The data will go away from the iPhone too. It'll just wipe. But that's and, just and, and so this is what scares me a lot but about. Sync, just set up your mail client, mail.app to sync to it. That'll do it. That'll do what you want. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I saw a screenshot of someone who had maxed out their Gmail account. Wow. wow how do you do all that? Seven gigs? Out. Yeah. It's, it's increasing by the second, and he maxed it out. It's I don't think impressive. it's increasing still. They're not adding more space to I've Gmail. I've been at seventy-four, eighty-six megabytes for a long time. It feels like. Oh man. Getting cheap. Well, no. What happens is they do a, a spurt and they'll increase it. And it's like a game to see how how fast how far it goes, and then it stops for like two years. And then when a certain threshold of people get close, then they'll start I increasing they it again. Were increasing nonstop, very slowly, like you know, like a couple bytes a day, a couple kbs a day, and then spurts of megabytes. Well, that's possible what too. You, is Gmail now the most popular domain for personal email accounts? No, do I you think, think Hotmail and Hotmail Yahoo. still really Hotmail and Yahoo Mail. Hotmail when people tell me they use Hotmail, and it's actually I know it's very popular in Europe. And MSN Messenger is very popular in right, Europe. Right. But here in the US, people people give me a Hotmail account. I just look at them funny. I'm like, really? You know, I do that. Too. I judge people based on their email domain. Like I look at people who have personal domains. I think, wow, that guy has way too much free time to keep that personal domain running and, and everything ticking over. Well, they use the aggregate also. Oh, no, I know, I know. And then then I look at I like I think Gmail people. I'm a Gmail guy. I think that's pretty cool. And then I look at some dude who has his email address tied to his his uh, ISP, mm. and I, I pity them. I have one. I have one I of know, those. I, know. I have. I'm on Gmail and I'm on Comcast.net. Yes. Well, yes, I've, I've been I've been trying to every time someone emails me on Comcast, you transfer I, re- over. I reply from the Gmail account. Yeah. I'm trying to transfer people because you don't want to be trapped on Comcast forever. But but again, what if one day Gmail? Because you hear these horror stories. People wake wake up and one day Google just yanked their account, and that their you know that's their digital life. You're fucked. I would destroyed. be completely fucked. Yeah. If if they were like, well, the other Will Smith wants your account. Tough shit. Yeah. I would I would be doomed. I bet he could do it too. Yes, I'm sure. So anyway, uh, that's G- new Gmail features. Basically, new contacts. Uh, some other stuff happening. It's kind of exciting. We have a story about it on the site. Uh, the I guess we're we're coming up on the final topic for this week's show. Uh, the the there was a study uh, done by some dating site, OkCupid, I think, that said iPhone users have more sex. That was the headline used. That was that was not the headline used by OkCupid. That was a sensationalized headline picked up by various media outlets. That's true. So, how do we feel about this? What's the is it? Dumb I, I, the best headline was uh, AT and T now. Like, you know, iPhone users now getting fucked by or proved they're they're getting fucked by more than just AT and T. Yeah, I think I think all it really tells you. I, I spent all day yesterday trying to come up with a you're holding it wrong joke on this and failed, failed spectacularly over and over again. Um, I think all it re- sex surveys you can never take them. Uh, you got to take them with a pinch of salt because people lie and exaggerate about their sex. Especially lives. on a dating site. Oh my goodness, yeah. I think it just te- all it really tells you is that iPhone users are more likely to lie about how much sex they get. That's possible. I know. This I is do. coming from an iPhone user, and I'm an iPhone user. 20, I, I, Twenty-three I, times a month, right? I know. Here. I know thereof what I speak. Um, so yeah. So and the other thing that was goofy about the survey is it wasn't how much sex you have; it was how many sexual how many partners. Sexual you partners have. Yeah. So, so it's the really how is, slutty. Yeah, you are. iPhone users are slutty. I'm more slutty. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to talk about net neutrality? Yeah, I guess we should do that. 
You you trailed it at the beginning of the show. I'm kind of so. apathetic about it. Why are you apathetic about net neutrality? I think it's a big nothing, deal. I know, but I don't think there's any way we're going to be able to Give beat it the in. telecoms. I think there's nothing we can do to win. Short of short of having a revolution and putting all those You think the fix is the in like the like the, the man I, has basically know, already won. I know how it works. I know how much money these guys spend on um I mean, I think you're much better off fighting for uh, an honest congress with you know Lawrence Lessig's thing. Than, uh, than, you know, for campaign finance reform, basically, than for bothering with net neutrality. Because campaign finance reform is the thing that fixes all the other things. That right? is something that is something that I think is fixable in the short term that can lead to some long-term improvements in the way our democracy works. Al Franken's having a good shot at this. you got to give him props for that. I, I like, I mean, I, I don't, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about Al Franken. I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of the of the good enough, smart enough character. No, it's but I think he's, guy. And I think his TV, I think his radio show was just as bad as, crazy right-wing uh, 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 talk shows, but, you know, in the exact opposite way. But, I mean, yeah, he's he's making a good stand on campaign finance reform. There's a few other people. Basically, I mean, the net neutrality thing, AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, uh, Comcast, all those guys have so much money, so much money to spend on lobbyists. There is absolutely no way that... We're gonna get a real net neutrality, but the, the 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 point at which you're no longer even angry and you just accept your you accept it as like a fait accompli, isn't that when they've truly truly won? Like they've taken all the fight out of you now. You're not you, you can't you won't even. So he's waiting for the irritate cry, them the right rallying cry. It's it's a flawless victory now. No, no, I mean the thing is, my my solution when this happens is to go to a smaller independent ISP, have a shittier connection, and not ha- not have and pay more and not support Comcast or AT and T or whoever is is causing these problems. We're not going to answer any questions this week, but we do answer them fairly regularly on the show. If you have a question, you can email them to us at podcastattested.com. Uh, keep it short uh, and, and give us some interesting trivia about your hometown. We love to hear that stuff. Or you can also send us a voice question. We may or may not figure out how to play that on the air. So for Norman Chan and Gary Witta, I'm Will Smith. Thanks for listening, as always. And if you like the show, leave us a comment, post on Facebook, share it with your friends, tell everyone about us on Twitter, because you know we, we're new. We need, we need people to go out and spread the word about Tested. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you all next week. Come back Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah live, live PC oh, bill yeah. on Friday. Come back Friday. Later today, probably. Possibly yesterday, or maybe the day before that, or the day before that, or the day before the day before that.